Oh man, it feels to be back. Welcome to my another podcast with Chai with Chai Ofi. Oh, I can't even remember the amount of episodes that I've made. But well, we just brewed the beautiful hot cup of chai and it's cheers, my man. So here with me I have Adil who I'm hosting by couch surfing. He is a Moroccan uh from France or France from Moroccan descent. I'm so sorry. He'll let you know and here we start with Maman Adil. What's up? Thank you for having me in your beautiful apartment and this famous chai, you know, I've been hearing a lot about it. So, thank you for the opportunity, man. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. So, yeah, so as you said, so actually I'm from France. I was born and raised uh, um near Paris uh in a Moroccan family. So, most of my parents came from Morocco. So, yeah, so I'm a hundred percent French, hundred percent Moroccan. I'm hundred percent Montrealais, also because I've been living in Montreal, Canada. So wow. I'm a three hundred percent person. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice, man. That's so good to know. So what have you been doing? What have you been up to? Like, tell us a little bit about yourself. So yeah, so I've been working in marketing for this uh, e-commerce company called Groupon in Montreal for the past six years. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it was nice. I was actually like dealing with uh, the merchant uh, relationship with all the companies that work with us, nice. and with dealing with our marketing. So it was actually very nice. Wow. And I'm actually going back to live in France. So before that, I really wanted to have my, you know, my trip in India. So that was in my bucket list for wow. so long. So I decided to have like a, a two three months trip. Oh, that's amazing! But you know, honestly speaking, it's kind of tough to get a two-three months vacation from work. So, how did you manage the? I quit. Wow! What? I quit, and what's funny is that the the they actually also closed the Montreal office like a few months after I left. So okay. it was, I think it was fate. Like I actually <laughs> had to. So yeah, yeah. So that's why that was one of the reasons why I never came to India before because I couldn't resolve myself to come only for like two or three weeks. Okay. So um, that's the reason why it's it was it was the universe pretty much telling me that was the right moment. So quitting on a marketing job to travel the world, or is it just India? Just India. Actually, I wanted to do other uh, South Asian countries, but you know, I had some last minute. Uh, Uh, issues, but okay. India was like number one, so you know. Nice. So how long have you been in here? In one month. Uh, no, it's going to be two months next week, actually. Take, oh, two months already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so where have you been all all these two months? So I've been to. So I started in Delhi. I've been in Gujarat. So actually, in your hometown. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've been there for Navratri. I've been to. Oh, Sudhats. beautiful. Yeah, it was amazing. Lifetime experience. Um, I've been to so Uttar Pradesh. So I did um, uh, Agra, Lucknow, Varanasi. I did Kashmir, I did Punjab. Oh, Kashmir as well. Yeah, yeah, Kashmir. Every girl was like, "Don't go, don't go, don't go." But you why? Know, oh, because of the tension and everything. Because of the tension, and political problems. So, but you know, when I have an idea in my mind, I just do it. So I just, I mean, I, I was not foolish. Like I re-educated myself. Okay. I got in touch with some people, local people there, as oh. well as some Kashmir people who live outside of Kashmir but whose families in Kashmir. All right. So I was able to actually get uh, a lot of information. Oh, beautiful. All right, man. That sounds really wonderful. And I mean, I've been, I've been like you know, met you like for like what two days or something. Made mm-hmm. you meet my some of my friends as well. And man, I'm honestly, honestly amazed. Actually, yeah, okay. that's the word. By the kind of knowledge of Hindi cinema, cinema in general that you have. I mean, it's. insane like <laughs> yeah i mean i, I really love it because like i said i mean is that you know people who love american movies you know they obviously have seen a lot of movies 
So yeah, someone who grew up, you know, in a family that really loved Hindi cinema. So I really watched a lot of films. So and also when you love movies, obviously you want to know about the actors, you want to know about the directors. Of obviously course. you see uh, interviews, you read about it. So it's crazy. And, it and what's crazy. amazing, and that's something I'm really fortunate, is that um, actually when it comes to Hindi cinema, there's a lot of English speaking material. Okay. Like for example, when I watch like the awards, obviously it's mostly in Hindi, so I don't understand. But a lot of the interviews. Oh, yeah. And uh, movie reviews, and you know, it's available in the English language. So that actually gets you a lot of connection with the actors, with the directors, with some people from the media. So that's that's something I love. I mean, I can literally see your passion booming out of your body because, like, the thing is, even with me, when I talk about Chai of you, when I talk about hosting, or when I talk about normal in general about anything which I'm really passionate about, people really tell me that you know it's the passion that's coming up. But for me, I'm mean, like you know, it's for me, it's just normal talking. But when you're really passionate about something, there's just a different sort of energy that you have while yeah, talking yeah. about that same for particular sure. thing, right? Mm. I mean, it's beautiful. No, no, that's that's for sure. Also, that's why when I came here in India, I had like few, you know, bucket lists. Especially when I came to Mumbai. So tell us about those bucket lists. So yeah, it was so. One of my things was actually having Garba in Vadodara. Oh my so god! So I crossed it. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it United Way? Yeah, United Way. Oh my god! So it was my actually, man, my yeah, man. It was amazing experience. Another thing that I really had to do was um, to see the DLJ Mandir Theatre. So oh, the Maratha, Maratha Mandir. Maratha Mandir oh, Theatre. Yeah. So also, that's cool. That's something, because that's something I knew about it like years and years ago, you know, that the movie was still released. So it was something to do. You know, uh, going in Bandra, you know, that's something I fulfilled with you. Uh, so yeah, so there's like all these tiny things. And, you know, even when I talk to fellow Indians about that, they're like, but why? Because some of these things seems a lot, uh, really random, like eating pavaji. Like that's, that was something that, that's not, you cannot find that in any restaurant actually outside of uh, India because it's such a st really simple street food. Okay. So you don't, you don't really feel that. So there's all these things, you know, like going in Kashmir eating Rogan Josh, for instance. <laughs> like you really have some specific things. That's beautiful. Mm. I mean, uh, the thing about your pav bhaji, I mean, I, I, I know I, I've been like, I just started following you on Instagram and I was just checking your stories and the way you have posted uh, <laughs> on your story with the pav bhaji, it almost feels like you just found your lost love out. I mean, it's, exactly. it's beautiful. <laughs> but that was, I had the same thing also when I saw uh, the Taj Mahal for the first time. Mm -hmm. It was actually like seeing like an old lover, you know, oh, like wow. someone you've seen on so many uh, Google pages, you know, so many things. And I just actually see it. It was like actually like, like a first meeting, you know, like almost like an arranged Love marriage. And you and you yeah. see like, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, it was actually nice. I mean, plus the thing is like sometimes there are a lot of things that you always wanted to have or just wanted to experience. Mm -hmm. And then when you actually end up experiencing it, I mean, the feeling is some sort of something as simple as when I came to India when I just arrived in New Delhi I was like so hyped like it was like because the thing is that this trip almost didn't happen because what happened is that so in Moroccan culture we, we believe that when you uh, have a big project you should not talk to anyone about it until it get concrete because you know we believe in what we call the evil eye okay so which I think is also in India some people believe in it so, but the thing is, me, when I'm really happy, I like to share. And maybe I share too much, but what happened is that when I started talking about everyone, oh, I'm going to India in two, three months, 
And I told them why I didn't have the Indian visa, I didn't have the plane, I didn't even have the money to actually. You were just travel. excited. I was just excited, but what happened? Everything started to go against it. Oh uh, when I've been to ask for my Indian um, visa, my, I had like my French passport was a bit. Uh, Got a bit of moisturizer on it, so it was like a bit defective, so they refused it. Oh shit. And there was no, um, because for a French embassy in Canada, you actually need to have an appointment online. There was no appointment for three months. Oh man. So I was like, okay, that's screwed up. So I was like, okay, let's go with my Moroccan citizenship. When you are, have Moroccan passport and you ask for an Indian visa, they ask you so many things. Like, uh, you know, letter of employment, etc. And me, I was quitting my, I, I, I quit my yeah. job, so obviously I had no job anymore. So it was like it was like okay crap and then my parents were like well maybe you're not going to India this year maybe you can go another year but I I knew I had to go like SAP so then you know so and 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 then my parents were like okay maybe that you talk to too many people about something that you didn't even plan so what happened is that I kept it low key and then things started to figure out by themselves so I was able to get a last minute. Um, appointment to the French embassy to get a new passport oh. and I was able to get my visa but then I didn't tell anyone until I reached even I didn't um, like on my social media when I came in New Delhi then I text them okay okay so yeah so it was like it was, so when I came in New Delhi I was like okay I made it so it was, uh, <laughs> it was really nice uh, I mean I don't know much about the evil eye but I do know a lot about believing in manifestation mm. because I'm kind of a person that uh, sort of believes in the universe and the way universe works around it because I remember for sure like before before I uh, said yes to you to host you on Couchsurfing I had almost like what 5, 7, 15 requests is pending but I just couldn't host anyone because I was constantly traveling probably due to Diwali or some other 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 reasons but you know like probably it's the universe's way because it's somehow ended up uh, us together and now mm. that we're podcasting and most importantly it's it's about the kind of energies and the synergies that you combine together mm. now the thing is that, like the vibes that i have i feel for myself and like talking to you while hosting you i kind of feel almost this way very similar you know like that over a little extra energy a lot of enthusiasm someone yeah. who loves to talk i mean the, that's some sort of our energy i mean mm. and i mean of course you are passionate about your things like literature and politics and economics and mm. and i'm i am very much uh, i'm i'm insane passionate about my Chayofi project that I want to make it big and I believe it will gonna be, go, go big mm-hmm. but yes I mean I mean all in all Couchsurfing is I mean I each and every podcast I've been hosting Couchsurfers so I will always be talking about Couchsurfers majorly and Couchsurfing as a platform mm-hmm. I mean I remember the in the morning only we were discussing about how like for me Normally, you know, when you meet like five, ten different people and you might end up vibing with like three or four people. Yeah, yeah. But the people that you meet on Couchsurfing, somehow you just end up vibing with almost each and every person. Yeah. I mean... But also because you make the choice also to, you know, to make sure that the person that you're hosting, you know, you will have some sort of connection even mm. through the interest or... That's there. Yeah, 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 for sure. But that's actually, that's actually beautiful. Uh, I, sometimes, sometimes I'm wondering because I, I did read some comments uh, on several profiles or even on, on forums about people not being able to connect at all with their host or their guest and oh. then i and then i find like it, like it can be awkward like of course man. i think as a host uh sharing your personal space with someone with whom you have like nothing in common and with yeah. who you know they you know and also as a guest you know being in someone's house but you know because i've read like some comments from guests okay. who's like okay like the host uh just 
was in his room and didn't talk to me and or you know like he was he really you know let me in the corner of the living room and stuff oh. like that so sometimes it's yeah so so that, that's the fact that you actually take the time to you know go through the, pro, the profile is actually a good thing because then you don't have bad experience of her that's what man i mean at the end of the day it we are all sharing experiences mm-hmm. so if you're investing in someone you might as well do it properly rather than you know just letting them stay because if you're just letting them stay giving them a room no matter no matter how big the of the room you're giving them but if you're not uh, treating them well mm-hmm. or treating them out of respect then that's not a problem then not yeah, a yeah. thing to you know but about this thing i read on your profile that you know uh, you've written that in europe and north america all of the people are more private and alone and yeah. that's the reason you wanted to try asia where where yeah. the, the local so i didn't understand actually can you okay, yeah. tell me the thing that's actually a good question so uh, technically uh, so me i was born and raised in europe and the thing is when you the west in general it's you know it encompasses both europe and north america okay it's very i mean me my way of traveling it's almost like you don't really discover i mean you can discover like a new um background or you can discover like some new um you know very local way of doing things like okay. when you're from france and you go to england okay we don't really eat the same food but you kind of see the same type of people you know that what is proper in france is also proper you know like politeness everything is pretty much the same western culture okay. like i'm not talking about folklore or very like specific music or food but really like the general mentality all right so it's true that when i travel in italy or spain or whatever it's you almost come as the, uh, you you already is as if you already know the place you know okay and you don't really need need to that much and also european people um interact a lot with each other yeah, so okay. we we all, almost met people um always met people from spain or from portugal or from so there's not really this when i travel in europe anyway i never felt this really need to be with local people like if i go to uh, london or i go to barcelona or whatever i have already friends there or sometimes you can make friends um through culture but you don't really need to be inside their house necessarily all right meanwhile when you go to middle eastern countries or when you go to uh you know asia it's so different um the culture the mentality it's so different and yeah then i feel an urge to actually like go deeper but when i go even when i i mean the thing that i use mostly to travel in america for instance is uh, airbnb okay because i want my room uh, my place uh, you know i wake up in the morning and i will do that 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 so that, not that. surfing in america no i've never used it even in europe i've never used it and i i i never felt actually the the urge to which okay. is so but it's really an experience thing because obviously hotels are more expensive in the west than in uh, asia hmm. but i don't know it's it's mostly about the the, the different expectations that you have of your trip i think probably yeah, yeah so either coming to mumbai which is such a huge city uh and it offers there's a lot of hostel but you actually stay with locals like for instance the fact that i stay with you i would probably never be able to go to the, this, all these bars that we've been together <laughs> yeah. or you know just having like just talking to these people like talking to you talking to uh, you know people who are actually following their dream you know in the model uh, yeah. industry so all these things it's something that you would never experience in hotels but of course but the thing is when you travel in europe you you so in touch like you said, Europe is really like so center so people travel a lot in in and out so you actually get to interact with these people without even using culture thing so it's a yeah it, it's a, it's a completely different universe but i just didn't understood about the privacy part so 
it's something that you because you, you like your privacy in Europe. You mean to say no, that? No, it's mostly that when I go to Europe, uh, when it's Europe, I I just need for, for instance only to see the sites. Like for instance, if I go to Spain, obviously I'm from Paris. So Paris, you know, like uh, if somebody comes to me, I can make them to visit all the places. Okay. But it, I already know about Spanish food, for instance. I'm not or I already know about Italian food or I know uh, or about Italian uh, a bit of history because of course. when we study the history of Europe, it's really global. Right. So when I go to uh, another European country, the only thing I want to see is not, it's really to see all the sites. So so when so, you have your own place, you know, like, okay, I wake up at uh, 8.30, I will visit that, 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 that. It's more, I'm more, um, it's maybe a bit less human connection, I think, but okay. I think it's a different mentality. But when I come to Asia, what matters the most for me is actually to interact with people more all than right. to see so the instance, sites. The site. okay. For instance, like we were talking about Elephanta. Yeah. And like I said, there's a part of me that's like, okay, I, I want to go there, but at the same time, if I can hang out with people, I would actually prefer that. All right. So I think it's more like, mostly more human connection in, in Asia, Asia. And, yeah, and Asia and Africa, Middle East, like it's, it's different than in Europe where it's mostly about seeing places. So it's more almost like you are a traveler when it comes to the European places, but you're an explorer when it comes to exactly, the yeah, Asian yeah. time, yeah, Asian yeah, yeah. places. Explain, but even Africa or like other places I know, if I, I want to go to these countries, uh, it's really more about really exploring, exactly, like me exploring Garba, like a very like local tradition, was super important for me. While other people were like, oh, why are you going to Vadodara? Like many people told me, even some in, uh, some of my Indian friends who are from Delhi, or like, why are you going to Gujarat? Uh, you know, it's not even like that touristic. <laughs> but for me, it was like important, like to because like, yeah. so, I saw all these videos on YouTube and I was like, and actually, you know, for the Garba thing, I, I knew about it less than a year ago. Okay. Because Garba, most of the time, you see them a lot in, in some Hindi movies. But like right. this very specific Navratri festival, mm. I saw that on the, you know, I played, you know, okay, uh, Garba, uh, Gujarat. <laughs> I saw this video of United Way of Baroda. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, you know what? When I go to India, I have to do this festival. And I came to India the 25th of September. So I stayed only three days in Delhi and then I took this huge long train, you know, to Vadodara like, okay. at the beginning of my trip. So it's uh, so I actually organized my trip the beginning, you know, based on this festival. Based on this festival. Yeah. Oh my God, that's beautiful. Mm. No, it was amazing. It's uh, And also there's, you know, like just about Gujarati culture, you know, the thing is, in my mind, I always thought that it would be because it sounds, it looks a bit like Rajasthani. So even in terms of the food, I thought it would be super spicy and not at all like it. <laughs> so, so you get many ideas and you get to talk with people. They explain you many things about their culture and yeah, yeah. So Gujarat is definitely was a, one of the highlights. Definitely do. Yeah. I mean, all the places in India. I mean, I'm from Gujarat, so I can definitely vouch for it. Yeah. I especially go to the United Way of Baroda like mm. since the last five years. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I have <coughs> my friends over. I have legit friends in USA. They are like, you know, the one of the main, most of the important things that we miss about Baroda is the Navratri. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a whole insane experience in itself. I like talking about this. Year, I actually had like four or five friends of mine from Mumbai who actually came to Baroda just for Navratri oh, yeah, yeah. to do Garba in the United Way of Baroda. Yeah, so, it was I mean, just a second, I'll just have my chai. I just love <laughs> the taste. Sometimes I'm just so proud of the chai it's that I It's actually very good. Like, I really like it. Ah, man. Yeah. I mean, I can just like say, um, I feel home when I have this, this chai of my own. Mm. 
I mean, no. it just has uh, some ecstatic effect on me. No, it's really good. So I, I would have to take your secret recipe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not secret. I mean, a lot of people ask me like, do give me the recipe, give me the recipe. But honestly, I mean, I just so sometimes my chai comes out really, really nice. Sometimes it's okay, but it mostly also depends on how enthusiastic or how lovingly I'm preparing it. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I mean, right now just too excited for our podcast. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like the amount of ingredient, the balance and everything just came out yeah, all by yeah, itself. Yeah. And I'm that sort of a person who goes a lot of by intuition and gut feeling. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this chai seems a very small thing to go about it, but just the intuition of the thing that no, this is the right amount of the, the ingredients that are going mm-hmm. is something that comes to me naturally. Naturally, and I mean, you call it vibes, you call it intuition. I mean, it's, yeah, it's most actually most of the actually most of the even me when I cook Moroccan food or even French food, like I really like. I I cannot tell you okay, you have to put one spoon of that because it's not true. Sometimes you even you follow the recipe by the book and actually it doesn't taste that good. Yeah, you know? and sometimes you just go, you put an extra here, an extra that. You know. I mean, you gotta take some creative liberty of your yeah, own. Yeah, obviously. I mean, especially like I. Anyway, we are going off topic a little. So <laughs> sorry, but yeah, I mean, one of the major things. I mean, I just really, really love how you're uh, crazy passionate about India and the culture of India and everything. Yeah. I just want to know how the seed of this was sown into you. I mean, how? What was the first time that you actually encountered the Indian culture? Oh, or, it, was, uh, it was very, because when I was a kid, I was passionate. When I say passionate, like hardcore passionate about mythology. Mythology. So, okay. yeah. So, it was mostly, so my parents always bought me books. So, there was um, this book about, you know, Greek mythology, Roman mythology. And okay. then, there was Hindu mythology. So, it was a book about uh, Ramayana. Okay. And I don't know, I just, and the thing is, it really resonated because, you know, as someone who's Moroccan, who grew up in France, so you grew up in a very double culture, and okay. so you're, you're in a very Western European culture, but your culture is more like, North, middle, not Middle East, because Morocco is not the Middle East, but you know, more like Eastern type of culture. Okay. So the thing is, actually, um, if you look at the Indian uh, garments, you know, the clothes, the, the jewelry, it's very, very similar. So you couldn't help by identifying yourself to that. And also the fact that, you know, the Taj Mahal, and so so, I, so obviously I read like many books then about Indian, uh, even when it's their jewelry, everything. The only major point is that we don't have the same religion, but okay. the sense of aesthetics, uh, the use of incense, everything, so it resonated. Okay. And then, like I said, Moroccan people are crazy about Hindi movies, so obviously okay. I, I grew up in a house where uh, we saw Hindi movies all the time. Wow. Even if I did not necessarily understand them, when I used to go to Morocco for summer to see my grandparents, they would always play you know, Hindi movies with Arabic subtitles. So I, would, I was not able to read Arabic back then, but... I tried to understand the story. My cousin, she, they knew how to speak Hindi, you know, just because of the movies. <laughs> so we just grew up with this culture, and these movies really resonated a lot. Um, and this is how it happened. And then you know, when you grow up, you start going uh, eating, you know, in Indian restaurants sometimes, you know. Yeah. And then it just it just become like this country where you feel like a lot of connection, but you've never been there. Mm. So it was like very. And also, you meet, you know, Indian friends also. Of course. And this is how you know, and then also they get surprised that you know so much about their culture. That's what. 
So it's uh, it's uh, it it you know they start you know they invited you like I've been to my first Ganesh fest in Paris actually every year they you have all the Tamil communities they do this huge festival for Ganesh. Wow, really? Yeah, in Paris you can see it like it like really really like there's like hundreds of people. Like, in a specific city, I mean, in, in like a Paris, specific area in Paris. Or it's like in downtown Paris. Like, downtown really, Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, wow. They go from one street to another like with a, a with huge all, procession. Oh wow! Yeah, and every you know like you have coconuts and you know like they go they give offerings and stuff. And they, you know, play, you know. Uh, wow, this is something new to me. I've ah, never heard yeah, about yeah. it. But they, they, they've been doing that for like, you know, like for over thirty or forty years. Like it's actually, oh, like, wow. no, it's, it, it's actually like uh, an event in Paris. Um, so yeah, so you know that there's also all these um, Indian restaurants, and you know, you get to talk. And and like I said, movie, the movies are starting to become more and more popular. So they have like international release in France also. So wow. So this is how it all started. So like I said, when I came to India, it was like. It was like coming, it's like everything that you have seen right now uh, on the cinema or we read about it just coming all, yeah, yeah, all, all the documentaries in your eyes. Exactly, all, or even like, because I've watched a lot of documentaries also. So it was like just me experiencing that. Yeah, because I mean, I really, really respect the kind of knowledge that you have about <laughs> the Indian culture, Indian mythology and all the stuff. I mean, some of the other things, my friends were kind of amazed that you know that we, we even we didn't know about the Indian culture. <laughs> so I mean, uh, shout, big shout out to you, no, man. No, like, that's, but like, it's always like that, you know, you, even me, I've met some people who like um, actually till. Yeah, uh, the guy I met through you who've been to Morocco, you've been to some places that I've never been. Because okay. when you when you are a foreigner, I mean, it depends. If you're not the kind of like uh, tourist who just want to go to fancy hotels and stuff, but if you yeah. try to explore, explore yeah. you actually tend to see stuff that even locals don't. Because locals, you know, you work, you study, uh, you have your family, so you don't have the same vibes. And you, oh. you know, when you go deep into, you know. Places so even Surat like some people are like why do you go to Surat? In, <laughs> there's literally nothing but I met a friend there. Yeah. So it was it was so and it was nice you know to walk around and. I mean the one of the best <coughs> things about traveling that everyone says anyway is the kind of meet the people you meet. Mm. And yeah, anyway, at the sure. end of the day, that is all the kind of uh, connections that you take back. That's what you take and back. And you never know who's going to be helpful at what time or whom, whom we can help in what say. So, mm -hmm. as I said, like, I love connecting people. Any, like, any, so, I, I, I make sure to connect whom to, like, one person to one person, like, you know, in a way that they can provide value to each other. And in the similar way, I ask the other person that you know someone who can provide value to me, mm -hmm. then, you know, it's like a give and take kind of a thing. But it's always, you know, at the end of the day, helping someone out. And that's sort of my why. Mm -hmm. and that's no, something that's awesome. that I really resonate with, helping people out, mm -hmm. impacting people. And that is whole my whole podcast, whole Chayofi, everything's based out of that, my why, my why that I try to follow it mm -hmm. all across. So, no, that's brilliant. So what have been your like the craziest Indian experiences that you had like you know? Oh, my craziest experience. I mean craziest in how in how what way like uh, craziest in way. I mean something that you never expected for a thing to happen and or probably you know like you know, since you have been a very uh, what do you call where you've been a very learned person in terms of the Indian culture and everything. Mm -hmm. Something that you. Th thought 
couldn't happen to you and it's kind of an happened that sort of an experience maybe uh, no i mean there's been there's been a lot actually i mean i'm just trying to figure out like what which one would something that right now comes to the mind the first thing when i said you when i told you indian experience the first experience that came pops up in your no, mind no but one of the very good experience that i had is actually when i was in kashmir actually um because The thing is a lot of the business were closed so I used to walk around uh, alone and you have okay. this moment when I've been to this Shiva temple which is like I had to walk on on top of a hill like for like 4 kilometers and just and like I said you know and this actual physical um effort the only people who do that are the pilgrims you know who okay. want to go on top of this temple So it was just like going there and so I I didn't talk to anyone because people were praying so then when I came down you know uh you had um these people who who actually take care of uh, cleaning everything they just asked me where where I wanted to visit and I wanted to visit Shalimar Bagh which is like which was like 10 kilometers later and they just took their car and they took me there wow plus just like for free and just like just casual, like just explore like this selfless uh exactly like just the selfless so uh, kind of them kind, yeah yeah it was really nice of them and this kind of thing i've explored it a lot all across india they threw that in kashmir it, because i stayed for one week it was it happened so many times like just people randomly picking you up from one place to another or uh it's also something i i experienced also in uh in surat also at some point just like you know this general kindness of people so that's one of the it's something that And thing is me honestly I, I've always been the kind of person who's always nice to people and I always got on my way to do that but it's true that sometimes it's very rare that you get yeah, yeah, that yeah. back you know even if you know the way how we've been educated yeah, in my yeah, family yeah. like you do nice things for you you don't do it for people to do. of course but it's always nice to see people who actually give you this uh, thing but there's been many things there's been places like I've been like um in Kashmir you know there was like there's curfew so I was like in the middle of the dark in the middle of the night And I don't know, just people telling me, oh, you know, it's super dangerous, whatever. And I walked like it was. I was like 3 a.m. next to a mountain. There was like <laughs> literally no one. I could not even see behind me or in front of me. And I don't know, just and I felt weirdly, I felt super safe. Wow. Yeah, I felt super safe, and I had the same experience also. Um, uh, also in Varanasi, sometimes you are like in this place, which in Varanasi was in a place where you have like the people who put. Uh, ashes on themselves and hmm. some people they even say that they eat human flesh sometimes okay, wow. like the baba ba- ba or whatever you know like that they, they're really uh and i've been across them you know and uh, just just feeling feeling them and it's the kind of people that you can never understand it's too far from what you understand you know um to be able to you know eat flesh or you know even put like um sanders you know ashes so, yeah you. ashes on those but yeah. just the fact that we were like two human being like connecting like we, he could not understand english i could not understand hindi at all and but just the fact that we sat together and we were like just enjoying this time just like seeing each other mm. it was like just so 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 weird it was so nice so it just when you come to india i think that it's uh you have to lose all of your prejudices yes that's Every very important single prejudices even about some of them like oh don't eat the street food because of whatever whatever but i'm like some diseases or something yes yeah. but you know what uh, people in france which we you know people who really follow the rules you have people who die because you never know who's uh, if uh, the person who prepares the sandwich clean his hands or not or if the stuff fall on the floor i mean so you just need to go yeah. with an open mind that, that's true that's yeah, true yeah. that is what exactly even and that's that's something you have to lose all your even when it comes to the time uh 
you know, you want to leave your train at this hours. So, you know what? You have to accept the fact that you might not have your train. Mm. And you have to accept the fact that maybe to go to these places, you will have to take two, three buses. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's what it taught me. It taught me a lot of patience. And actually, you know, I heard this sentence. I don't know if you know it. It said, the patient person who comes to India lose its patience but the one who does not have patience learn it <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah this is something i've never heard yeah, from yeah, before yeah yeah it's actually a famous sentence that people say about india is it but yeah, yeah. like uh, so where like is it in i think back, it's an indian i think it's an indian back uh, all the travelers speak I, I think it actually came from an indian person i don't know who said that but it's actually uh, yeah it's actually uh, the patient man who comes to india no the unpatient <laughs> who comes to india learn learn patience, patience. and the patient one loses it Wow. So that's so it, so that's one of the experiences I really love is really like you have to be patient. Yeah. You don't have to be angry. You really have to be like if you know you you have someone who's not that nice to you, just like just be patient and nice and smile back. And because if you try to be angry, it will just get it make yeah. it worse. That's so true. that's one of the crazy things I love. You know, coming back to this kindness thing, mm -hmm. I mean, I really resonated with you because the thing is, I've also been that sort of a person who kind of goes out of the way to help people out mm -hmm. because that is just something inbuilt in me, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's not something that I want to show it to people or mm -hmm. it's just a show off kind of thing, but it's just an inbuilt thing in me about the kindness. But what I've realized is the other person, it's not, it's not totally unkind or, uh, you know, less kinder or something. But the thing is, the, the level of kindness that I have or the way I see kindness, probably the other person is doing the maximum in their level of kindness. But yeah, yeah. that kindness is just not as much our level. So mm -hmm. we just feel that probably they are not doing as much as we yeah, do or something. Yeah, no, it's also a matter of education. Like if I can tell you a quick story that happened to me sure. when I was like 13 years old. So one of my best friends is like ethnic French, like okay. French French. And what happened is that, um, so you see the difference between Moroccan culture and really French culture. French culture is maybe, uh, I mean, depending, but you know, like the mainstream French culture, if you go to the South, it's really like closer to our, our culture. But if you go like to North French or like the middle of France, it's very in, uh, individualist. So what happened is that my friend um, he was sick. We were in the classmate. So I, I went to his house, bringing him, um, you know, his uh, homeworks. So I came at dinner time. So they were having dinner and his mother asked me uh, to go wait in his room while they were having dinner. So I went to his room, I waited like 30 minutes while they were eating and then he came, I gave him the homework and then I went home. Okay. So that was shocking to me in a way that as uh, how I've been educated, that's something that can never happen. Okay. But I, as someone who was born and raised in France, I know that it's kind of like if you go to somewhere unattended, even if... You know, even if they, he asked me to come bring him the homework, but yeah, if you're not inviting for dinner, there's a big chance that you will not have dinner. What happened? Um, two weeks after that, uh, he came to me because he wanted to borrow a DVD or whatever. And my, we were having my uncles, my cousins that we didn't see for like three, four months. And my mother made this huge feast, like huge, huge feast of all sorts of fish, you know, lamb, everything. Okay. So then he came. And my mother, she's like, oh, well, sit with us, eat. 
And I remember I was angry at this time. And I was like, I was 12 years old, 13 years old. I was angry. And then I went to my mother, to, uh, to see my mother in the kitchen. I was like, why do you do that? You know, when I've been to his place, uh, they let me in his room like a dog, you know, like they were eating and whatever. And they didn't uh, give me anything. And then my mother actually slapped me. That wow. she, and she slapped me and she was like, you know, that's not how I raised you. Like, you don't do things because people give it to you. It's because it's this is our tradition. This is how we are. This wow. is our education. And yeah, people who come in your place, you have to serve them food. And yeah. if, and let alone if you're eating. So that's why in my house, actually in, uh, in France, we always have uh, the cookies that we eat on a daily basis and a jar of cookies that we never touch, never, ever, ever touch because this is for in case um, someone, have, someone comes, uh, you know, uninvited. Oh, wow. So you have that, pistachios, almond, that's always beautiful. tea. And yeah, so it's, it's like the utmost dishonor if somebody comes to your house and you have nothing to feed them. Of course. So, and that's also it's a culture in India also. So that's why you know you have like all these uh, yeah, yeah, specific. Yeah. But yeah, so it's really a matter of education. So a lot of things that seems normal for me, it's not for others. So it's... Of course, I mean, probably it's all of our experiences and perspectives that mm. at the end of the day matter. Oh man, I mean, I just get too excited when I have to interview or mm -hmm. pro I won't even say interview or just talk with yeah, some yeah. person in terms of my podcast. Mm -hmm. And I still remember the first first podcast that I did. It was even unplanned. Like, I, I think it was with till probably 12 minutes or something. And honestly, I had just woken up and I just uh, told him, that, you know, like, let's, I'll just ask you a few questions and we'll do this. It's just that I wanted to take a record that if I have recorded it, so I'll just keep a note of it so that at the end of the day, I'll just... I'll have to make a podcast out of it and then uh, keeping that keeping that first thing in line now I'm almost done like six seven eight podcasts with different different couch surfers and the amount of knowledge that I have got from uh, I've gotten from them in terms of various countries various traditions and just the mindset they have had while you know before coming to India after coming to India I mean I just kind of feel privileged that I've been just sitting all by myself, all in my home and still experiencing a lot of yeah, different yeah. cultures all by myself. I mean, I always say this to everyone, uh, everyone or everyone who's listening to my podcast mm. is that I have this one thing that I always uh, keep uh, in mind is I've never had the privilege or the plans to travel uh, uh, abroad or, or out of India up until now mm. but I always make sure that the world comes to me yeah, uh, yeah. in a, in, a, in the, any sort of possible way so I mean I just feel privileged with all this podcast that I've been doing so shout out to Chayofi that somehow I just meant Chayofi is me only but still shout out to myself that I've somehow been just consistent at it and somehow some things have just been in place man I mean there's, there's this French said that says and actually it's based on the Muslim story is they said if if the mountain I think in English they say it also is that if um, uh, Mohammed which is a prophet if Mohammed is not uh, getting to the mountain the mountain is coming to Mohammed oh. so it's actually yeah so, it's so, yeah, so it's like you're not going to the world but it's actually nice just the fact that you know it's also show how open-minded you are to because a lot of people are not that comfortable with foreigners you know it's different sometimes like oh but if this person is going to stay in my house like okay maybe yeah, we don't man. have the same hygiene rules yeah, maybe yeah. we don't have the same uh, you know maybe they will cause me problems whatever but the fact that you really keep yourself open-minded i'm sure that when you will travel at some point because it's just what's gonna happen you know you cannot <laughs> i know that. that i know that so you, sure. you actually you actually it's nice because you actually have all these um mindset samples yeah. you know that the people you met 
So it's gonna be nice. Me, I'm looking forward for you too. Yeah, dude, I'll definitely come come stay at your place in yeah. France. I mean, I can't wait to meet your mom and just have those cookies. Yeah, I just hope they are eggless. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she, she, we can. Yeah, I'm actually we don't put eggs in our cookies. So oh, nice. So I mean, so apart from India, do you love any other cultures as much as the Indian culture, or is it not just that? But the thing is, the Indian culture is not just that I love it. Is that I, I since it's really close to mine, it's almost like it's, it's okay. mine. You know, I don't feel like like for instance, I love Japanese culture a lot, but oh, Japanese wow. culture to me really sounds foreign. Okay. Why Indian culture does not feel foreign to me? It's because it resonates with it you, the way you are raised. And everything. Exactly the way I've been raised. Uh, all the things in common that we have. It's like the, there's also like some African culture, like Senegal culture. Uh, it's because Morocco, it's 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 an Arab country, but it's also an African country. So, I when I meet people from from Afghanistan or Pakistan or India or from Senegal, you know, you have like all these common things in common. So, okay. But Japanese culture, I love it so much. Their food, their history, everything. But it's still for me a foreign uh, kind of culture. Indian culture to me, it's like it's like it's almost like it's mine. Mine. You know, okay. it's there's Yours. so many. Yeah. And everything, because even like, um, you know, even like the architecture, everything is so similar, you know, there, even the color. When I was in Jaipur, it's pink like Marrakesh. Jodhpur is blue like Chef Shawan. Uh, when I was walking in the street yesterday on Mohammed Ali Road, it was like, I, I, I didn't say it, I was like, I feel like in Marrakesh, you know, like you have like, because in Marrakesh you have like this, um, this food court where people just grill uh, meat outside, you know, and you know, it's, you have like so many uh, grilling parts, so it's, you you just don't feel I I had no cultural shock. That's okay. exactly what I was I told uh, Till actually Till he had cause yeah he's European yeah, because he's come from Switzerland yeah well. so he came from Switzerland so he really had culture shock. With me I had no culture shock whatsoever. Even like cross something as random as crossing the streets. I cross the street. I just even you saw when we, I just don't yeah, look. I know, I know that I would be able to cross that streets without even looking. Uh, just the body language. I know that the car saw me. You know it's just like. So yeah, and, and that's something I find beautiful. It's just like uh, just to clarify one thing is Marrakesh is like one of the cities in Morocco. In Morocco, yeah, Marrakesh it's the most touristic one, and the, so it's comparable to Jaipur for many things. First of all, because it's very touristic, it has a very ancient history, and also because everything is like pinkish. So okay. because the type of stone that they use to the clay. Uh, is uh, so it's called the pink city also. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, just like Jaipur. Yeah, just like Jaipur, and it's very it's very touristic, but also very authentic in a way. And same in Jodhpur, it's a blue city. We have a city Shevshaun, which is also blue, all blue, you know. So we have like so many. Uh, so even when you see the mosque, it's the same, you know. The it's 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 really 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 similar. Oh man, I, I, I'm beautiful. Mm. I also read on your profile that you're also equally loving, uh, in love with the North African culture in terms yeah. of literature or history. I don't, re yeah. I don't recall what exactly was it, yeah. but what is it about the North African thing that you love? Well, the thing is because uh, actually my, my plan of doing a YouTube channel at some point was that. Oh um, yes. So the thing is in France, you know, there's a bit of stigmatization. Okay. Uh, with North African culture because you know there's like this whole history of like my father when he came to work um, me I was actually very blessed that my father was educated in his country before going to France but the thing is a lot of people um, parents or grandparents who came to France they came from really poor underprivileged people who did not some of them did not even know how to speak French but the French people took them 
to France to rebuild the country after World War Two. Okay. So what happened that these people they were they stayed in ghettos, so in really like bad places where you know there was a lot of delinquency and uh, people dropping out of schools, and so it created this whole. Um, these whole places, and it gave a lot of stigmatization about, you know, so technically, um, in when you go to France, if you say Moroccans, Algerians, people will think of drug dealers or, uh, um, wow. yeah, it, it, it has a very, uh, very, it's starting to be very negative, and also with the rise of extremism, okay. uh, you know, etc. So you have some people in these places who are uneducated, plus they have no opportunity. What happens is that they become extremists, and some of them carry terror attack. So there's like this huge uh, stigmatization. Me, I come from a family, uh, I mean, my, fa my father comes from a very modest neighborhood, but, uh, you know, place in Morocco, but he, he was educated and he, he was very strong, and my father had really strong values. Like, even, like, not paying for the subway, one time I didn't do that when I was, like, 11 years old, and, you know, like, he really, really, really got super mad. Like, for, him, for my father, like, you have to be clean from the day you're born until the day you die. Wow. Nobody should have anything bad to say about you. Like, you should be super like uh, straight so the, so for me it was a bit hard when some people might think that i might be a, in france that i might be a thief or i might be like a bad person just because some people who share the same ethnicities and me you know do bad things because yeah. they have their own uh, they have their own lack of principle i would say not principles but so to me uh, actually knowing and being aware of how rich uh, north african culture is uh, how uh, diverse it is um, and the fact that you know a lot of people they equal uh, Middle East and North Africa to Islam or to and uh, not only Islam but even like um, the rigorous like the very hardcore anti-liberty Islam which is completely wrong you have like so many different there's other religions first of all there's there's uh, an Egyptian a deep Egyptian Christian uh, culture there's a Moroccan Jewish culture there's um, you know in Iraq the Yazidi people there are like so many so me what I wanted to do was to really try to create a platform where we, I can educate people and show to people who are extremists, to show that, you know, it's not only their view that exists, there's a view of other people, and show the other people who think that, you know, all Muslims are the same, that all people are Muslims or whatever, that no, there is diversity, there is a culture, there is uh, something that we have to be proud of. Of course. So that was my main point. But don't you think it'll be too difficult to get this kind of people on camera to... To speak in terms of your YouTube video? No, actually what's nice is that I actually got a lot of uh, people to... I got in touch with a lot of people. I actually gave two conferences in Canada. In oh Montreal. wow, in yeah. terms of? Yeah, I did one one conference which was really successful actually. I had like uh, over uh, 500 people coming. But what was the conference It about? was about uh, the Jewish female singers of North Africa, of Arabic music. Okay. So I think a lot of people think that all the people who think Arabic are Muslims. But there's actually many Jews and... I mean in Middle East Christian, but in North Africa many Jews who actually uh, were very good Arabic singers and who were actually stars like in the 40s, 50s, like before the whole turmoil, you know, with Israel and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it was actually nice because, okay, some people like, even some Muslim or Arab people that were like, oh, wow, there was like all these Jews who were like a part of the culture and a part of the music scene. And then you have also many Jews who kind of antagonize, you know, Arabs and Muslims because of the whole Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Who were like, oh, well, our grandparents, they used to always listen to this kind of music. So it's kind of like a bridge, you know, between uh, cultures and religion. So no, I think it's I, the only thing is that I have to make it educated, educational, but also not uh, obnoxious. To make it really like um, 
uh, appealing also to fair. people to, to educate fair. themselves. Yeah, That's so. nice. I mean, the thing, the thing about one, <coughs> one thing that I've le- learned about doing something like this is that there's no thing as called a perfect plan. I mean, yeah, yeah. you just do one video, you realize there are these things missing, you just take it in the next video. Mm-hmm. Because you, you if you keep trying to make it perfect, you might just not end up releasing even one of the yeah, videos. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. you'll end up regretting the whole time, time span and all that. Probably you would have already done mm-hmm. those 10 uh, videos. You yeah, know? Yeah. So, yeah, but it's it's all it's all a process. It's all a process. We learn mm-hmm. and all that stuff. No, so. but a big process I've been doing, I educated myself a lot, you know, just having... Yeah. Yeah, that though I know for sure that you're the amount of education. To do, you know, like to do your research. You know, so you know when you, whenever I will do a video, like I know what I'm talking about. You know, so it's uh, nice. Mm. So what made you request uh, send a request to me on couchsurfing out of a lot of people? No, I don't. Honestly, me, uh, it's very important. So how I look for a host? Yeah. First of all, so that's my process on couchsurfing, and like you know, I've been here in India for one month and a half. And I've been, so you're my uh, fourth culture. So I don't use it that much in India. So that, because to me, it's really more about a human connection rather than just having a place to stay because I can afford to pay my own place, right? That's nice. So, so it's really about, so first of all, I connect. Uh, my first thing is like who connected like less than 24 hours before. So I, so I know that the person is actually an active, active mem- member. And then I and then I just go through the profile. So it's like it's a long process. You know, I select usually uh, maybe fifteen of them. You know, and then I I read the profile. So I read the profile, and for me, one. So you you, you can see you have three different type of. I I, I mean I've targeted maybe there's one, but I've targeted three type of hosts. You have the hosts who have like say, hundreds of uh, reviews, but you can tell that these people they just want to have reviews. They just want so they will host pretty much anyone. Okay. And that I don't find it really interesting. Uh, I'm like, okay, you know, like if I'm just like one among, you know, hundreds of people, like, you know, it's it's not that uh, relevant. Then you have the kind of person who, um, so who has like a few, and then I check, I check. And so one of the things that actually gets me a bit upset is that those who, you have, know, me, I ask mostly to guys. Why? Because a lot of girls, they don't really like to host a single man oh, of course. in India. I mean, that's something I, I've known. And sometimes it's written on the... Uh, Profiles as well. And sometimes you can actually read it on, the, on, on uh, the reviews that they have only girls. So I tend to filter on guys mostly, so I'm, I'm saving time. So then you, you see the profile when the guy, you know, he has only girls uh, reviews. So you know that this guy is using t- uh, that as Tinder, pretty much. Like <laughs> So, and that is, I'm not even trying to send a message because even, maybe I send a message that you wouldn't like, but just to know that he's thinking this way, I'm like, ah, of uh, course, of course. I don't I mean, know, I find that, I find that. I mean, really, the gut feeling says it all. Yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's, I find that really immature. So, and then I see, I see, you know, um, if I have things in common, uh, in terms of interests and also in terms of um, people who are creative and something very nice because that's something the thing is I have I have a lot of ideas but I, I miss I miss the guts to actually launch it you were doing you know something and that motivates me to see people actually who are not afraid to put their things out there yeah, and to actually do it yeah. and so, so that's what nourishes me yeah. so it's mostly that and also the fact that you know you had like really good reviews about you know you're being nice and that's what i told my friend who hopefully she will come today you know that she told me you know i told her you know like my host you know vira is so nice and that. she's like yeah but i don't really know people and I know that I always attract the good crowds. Even when I was in Varanasi, I was able to get a group of five, six people, but 
all nice you know each person is nicer than the one next to it so it just like just meet genuine good people and you really seem to be a genuine good person and that's and that's like i said it, I'm not. It, you have some people who use couchsurfing really because like they travel on a very tight budget and they're like super yeah, broke. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like I said, me, you know, I, I can't afford to for a different that. experience. Yeah, for me, it's really a, yeah, it's it's about a meeting. Like I really appreciate the fact that you know I can count you as my friend. Yeah, yeah. And that was nice. And same thing when I was in Ajmer. In Ajmer, it was like a very simple house. You know, like. It was like, you know, the, the family of uh, my host, you know, like they're like really modest, but you know what? The human experience was so rich. Actually, we all slept in the same room with the parents and brothers, and they gave me the only bed affordable in the room. Wow. I, th- I, I was, so kind of them. I was like, there's no way in hell I'm sleeping on this bed, and my husband was there's no way in hell you're sleeping with them. Yeah. So in the room, they gave me the only bed, and actually, I think that the bed is the one of the the... Yeah, he has a younger brother who actually, you know, works in a call center. So he, it's actually his bed and the parents, you know, they put, you know, like mattresses on the floor and they, so, and it was like, you know, very simple people, but so generous, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, you know, like, um, they, they have their own, um, well, you know, to take the water from. So me, the thing is, you know, when you come from Europe, you know, you cannot drink any kind of water. Yeah. So I, I went to buy my own bottle of water after, and you know what, the following day they bought a bottle of water just for wow. me, you know, like just how selfless they were. So that's like when I actually cooked for them, uh, Moroccan food, mm. it was, they really saw it as an event they really loved it. And then they, um, since I cooked a lot, you know, they gave it to uh, some of their neighbors and they were like, okay. But yeah, it's, uh, people, you know, we, we don't have the same ethnicity, we don't have the same religion, we don't have the same lifestyle, we don't have the same everything, but how we connected yeah, so much. It's the- yeah, it's so beautiful. But these people, honestly, I mean, I, I've experienced the same type of generosity from you, the same type of generosity from the family in Vadodara where I was, who was like a kind of... Uh, higher middle class, you know, okay. it was higher middle, you know, they had a big, uh, you know, three, three store house, etc. So, and, and also the people I've been in um, Goragaon in North Mumbai, also, you know, they, they work in the movie industry. Hmm. So, you know, they have money, but they're still very generous. But when you experience this kind of generosity from people, you know, who, you know, who have less, you're like, wow. And you know what? There's no way in hell you sleep in like a... You know, I don't want to sound like derogatory or whatever, but like if you go to the West in Europe, like to like a French family or nothing, there's no way they will give you the only bed. Okay. Like like that they will sleep on the floor and give you the bed. That's something that I would do. That's something that a lot of Middle Eastern would do or stuff. But just that uh, simplicity, you know, even the food that they cooked. At some point we went outside, uh, we came back like late at 11 and yeah. usually they sleep around 10, 30. They waited until we come to cook food. Wow. Like they were like, and I was like, no, we're full. Like I know we waited for you and stuff, so you you eat. It, yeah, it's just like this kind of. Uh, I mean, no, not to say anything bad about anyone, but yeah, I mean, there are cultural differences. There's culture, yeah, I call it yeah, cultural differences. It's just that when you when you're like in both, you cannot keep from you know because me, I was born and raised in France, and I have a Moroccan culture. Yes. So when you're being when you are um, from both cultures. Yeah. You cannot not compare and you cannot keep from having a judgment. You you are Indian. So probably when you go to France and you experience this lack, maybe this lack of of solidarity or just uh, hospitality, you will have this cultural uh, intelligence of the... Okay, because that's their culture and that's mine. But when you are born in 
two cultures. Yeah. You and, I, and, and you know what? And I'm actually shameless about that because I, <laughs> and I do say it to my fellow friends that I love. If there's any who's hearing it, no, um, but I do say it, I do say that in this specific culture. And actually, I don't know if you read um, on my uh, profile on culture thing. This is how my parents raised me with both worlds. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. not completely saying that French culture mentality is bad. There's a lot no, of, of course, things of course. that I prefer at French culture than Moroccan. Yeah, that's one. Like the fact to respect time. I yeah. always respect time. If I tell you I will come on this play at this hour, unless there's like something last minute, a problem. Yeah, circumstantial problem. The fact that I'm very, you know, I'm still organized. I'm, you know, I, I like to, you know, sometimes be a bit like, not to be uptight about it, but you know, there's things. So that's how my parents raised me, really to take, you know, all the properness and stuff from yeah, the yeah, French yeah, culture, yeah. but also the, the warm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's also like so, so, something that the Indian culture, the Moroccan culture would be really good at. French culture might not be. And there are some things that the French yeah. culture would be really, like really time. good at. Time. That the India, I mean, for me, I'm a very progressive procrastinator procrastinator or a lazy kind of a person so <coughs> the the time whatever i give to my friends yeah. i'm always at least one hour late yeah, than yeah, that yeah, time yeah. so like i mean of course everyone has their plus and minus points yeah, but yeah. i mean you gotta learn and synchronize and learn. be flexible with all of you that, can learn so. from other cultures like definitely like, That's we're the talking thing. about kishri you had this morning Actually, yeah most french people a lot of french people are because Actually, fr uh, the French breakfast is actually one of the most unhealthy breakfasts. Okay. Because we eat too sweet. <laughs> you you drink orange juice, you eat croissant or bread, which croissant, is sugar. Yeah. Uh, so it's sweet, 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 sweet. So that's why a lot of the kids are super aggressive in school because you know we give them uh, cereals with milk and juice. So it's just like sugar, 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 and then you send them at school, you know. Okay. So but now people are are learning that like in India you eat a lot of legumes in the morning, like uh, uh, beans and stuff, which gives oh. you energy. So sometimes you know even if your culture tells you something, you learn from other. Of cultures. course, of course. And actually now on TV you white people like uh, you have people explaining like how kishri is actually a very good breakfast. Okay. You know so. so Fun fact, guys. Uh, so the Adil told me that khichdi is something khichdi, which is our Indian thing. All, all of, of course, is something that people in France have started to use on a very regular basis as a breakfast thing. I'm like, wow, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is something pretty crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think we are almost coming towards the end of our podcast because I just realized we've been almost talking for an hour, and that's like some crazy stuff yeah. going out there and honestly if you told about you know like the french people listening to my podcast the the, the major thing that i've realized is the people who have actually listened to my podcast have all been this open-minded kind of a community that i have built or uh, are the ones that listens to it so no one's gonna get offended for sure yeah. but i really wanted to give a shout out to these families that you have stayed with in the couch surfing so just in case if anyone listens to their podcast and probably is traveling somewhere so they can actually go to the ajmer uh, family Family that you know hosted you and get a beautiful experience just mm -hmm. like that so it'll be great if you can just name the family or name yeah. the people in the so, couch surfing yeah. profile whatever you can name so just so okay so uh, and the, spell the name as well yeah yeah so it's Jasraj uh, in uh, in Ajmer so uh, actually he's the only one if you type Jasraj uh, you know so in Ajmer yeah in Ajmer uh, he's super nice. He's super friendly. Um, All right. Shout out. Big shout out to Jasraj and the Valudra family. Valudra. So yeah. So that's uh, Niraj Mehta. 
Neeraj Mehta. Mehta, yes. Okay, so, he's, so yeah, nice. He's my very first, and his family is so nice. So that's good. Yeah, and then um, there's also Goldie in Mumbai. You know, Goldie. Goldie. Could you spell a, the name out? Uh, G O L D I E. Okay. And yeah, he's you know he's and his wife are just you know a big shout out to Goldie as well. People, yeah, in in Gorgaon in Mumbai, and obviously Virat Shah. Uh, we know this amazing anyway. Of course, you keep the best for the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's there. That's there. Yeah. I mean, you can last keep... but not least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, of course, you're gonna have some amazing host coming in the future. And if you're traveling to Indonesia or what do you call Thailand somewhere, then just check out my blast broadcast with David and Naya because they have some amazing stories about Indonesia. Oh. Indonesia, oh, yeah. Indonesia as well as Bhutan, and they have also mentioned the names of their host in the podcast. So just in case if you're traveling and you're looking for a crazy cool experience yeah. with them, just check out the check, check out the podcast with David and Naya, and you'll get to know about a lot of about them as well. Awesome. So just summing it up, how has your uh, just tell me a little bit how has you found me as a host and some learnings that you have taken back from India. uh and probably something that you and one thing that you will definitely do after your travel experience maybe okay. be it your youtube channel or something that yeah. you'll really do and not just say yeah yeah, yeah. so okay so uh, how i got you like i said so i just i just was appealed by your profile so okay. that's uh, that's uh, so that's was yeah that means a lot thank yeah, you yeah yeah no, really i was really appealed by that um one thing i'm taking from india uh, patience like for sure so Because you were impatient before this right? i was kind of impatient but before this and actually But here I w- I really you know mentally prepared myself to be patient so that's something I'm taking it's actually very valuable but I think the most valuable lesson is actually uh seeing you doing that uh, seeing the people people trying to follow their projects oh. because I was really the kind of person who would always oh, no 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 and actually it's inspiring and I think like I said I told you I think I was meant to meet you as I was meant to yeah. meet the American girl you know who's starting her YouTube, YouTube channel team, yeah. uh you know so This is something I'm taking like that like I'm like if you guys can do it regardless if you get successful or not yeah yeah then why cannot why not So, beautiful yeah. i mean this one thing that i've realized being a creative personality that it's hard being a creative person yeah. i mean it comes to you for sure but it's at the end of the day it's an art mm. and you are always a little bit judgy about your personal art as well as you are always unsure about putting it out to the world mm. and the moment you put it out to the world you no matter how good your art is an artist is always some or the other way insecure about his art and this is what i've realized but then also with with putting a lot of content out i've realized that it's okay if people judge you or it's okay if you are not performing great because at the end of the day you there's something yeah at the end of the day you are doing something that you love and more importantly there are at least two to three people or getting inspired by mm. what you do irrespective of the fact that you're doing it good or you're doing it not mm. not you're not doing it good but there are something now suppose you you doing a youtube video doesn't matter if it gives gives you five views but out of those five views if one person just get inspired oh my god man this moroccan guy mm. talking about french culture or this mm. and everything and just uh, removing the stigma and all and just him getting expired and uh, in sorry him getting inspired and just starting his own youtube channel talking about some iran yeah. thing i mean that is yeah, how it yeah, works yeah, out man i mean so right now i'm getting goosebumps talking to it i'm so passionate about when it comes to art and creativity and uh, and artistic values but it's yeah man i i've also had those phases of myself and you know like i feel that what am i doing i mean 
like just you know like writing the chaiofi stories being making it creative is it even what i want to do with my life or something like i mean as a creative person or even as a normal human being you have this phases of ups and downs and yeah. all but at the end of the day what keeps you going is your love for what you do mm. and that is what has realized that is what i have realized being a creative person that you just got to let it go then mm. today uh, i remember you telling me that you don't post just on instagram because you know your pictures aren't that uh, appealing they are yeah, appealing or something like that and i remember telling this to everyone or even making a chaiofi story about it that the reason we use social media is to express whatever we feel mm. at that particular moment or whatever the photo makes us feel or xyz stuff it's never to impress anyone yeah. because the the reason that you if if there's a reason that you're making the photo appealing just so that people will like it more then it's i mean you are yeah you are losing your charm and you are you losing your authenticity out of it so uh i know i have i i asked you to sum it up but i am summing it up but i'm not I mean, this is something that i really <coughs> really had in mind and i just needed to let it out mm-hmm. but yep that's about it i mean if you have anything to add or the only thing i would have... say from this girl aditi who i met who's a uh, actually um who co-wrote uh, the dirty picture really oh the bollywood movie. movie yeah okay. uh, she said you know like they say dance like nobody is watching write like nobody is writing no like nobody is reading so if you want to do something just do it like yeah, just man. don't think about the reaction Beautiful, beautiful. It, yeah. So that's our end to one another beautiful podcast with some amazing brood chai with my man Adil, and that's about it, guys. I'll see you with the next couch surfer that I host. I'll see you next time, and that's your host Viral Shah signing out. See you guys.